0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Now, another Astros podcast.
2: Six, following Asher Tolliver, doing a great job in long relief. Four innings, a run, two hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. And his Astros debut, really saving the bullpen on a day mm-hmm. that Joe Musgrove wasn't able to make it out of the fourth. And a day before, Brad Peacock gets a spot start. 0-1. Oh, Swing and a miss at a good slider. Nothing and two to Kipnis. Sip, a 45th-round draft pick of the Cleveland Indians in 2004. You don't see too many 45th-round picks make it to the big leagues, but that's what Sip did. Made his big league debut at the Indians in 2009. Was there through 2012. The 0-2. 02 get back to the screen.
0: Yeah, it's pretty remarkable the odds that he was able to beat to get to the big leagues and not only get there, but to stay for quite a while. Two-way player at Clemson, a left-handed pitcher as well as the
2: leadoff hitting center fielder for the Clemson Tigers. Played one year there after two years at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Here's the 0-2. Swing and a miss, got him on the slider. And that is the first strikeout for Tony Sipp. Ten strikeouts now for Astros pitchers.
0: Sip was originally with his Cleveland Indians organization, former teammate of Kittness, so has a little bragging rights there. Welcome back to Ash Launch. This is Steve Sparks, and my guest today is left-handed reliever Tony Sip, who's been on quite a roll, especially uh, last four or five games, scoreless in those outings, Tony, and been stretched out a little bit, too. Do you think that helped you? Uh,
3: I mean, just repetition, uh, getting out there without a whole lot of time passing, uh, that helps a lot, you know, and... I think the, uh, getting extended, you know, that helps with the ERA, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I I think just getting out there, uh, day after day, the more we out there, you know, the the more we can work on release point and, uh, and, and more just, you know, working on mechanics because a lot of times if you don't, if you don't get out there, you know, in in a week or so, you know, you could throw bullpens, but you know, it's, it's like I said, it's nothing like the real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you when you get out there and you know you can you can definitely feel when you know your release point's off but it just takes repetition and uh you know and did a lot of bullpens in between my stretches when when I wasn't pitching and uh you know just tried to figure out and fine tune some things and you know just luckily everything worked and uh when we really needed it, well, when I really needed it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, because we all we all have different roles on the team, and you know, mine was you know right now filling the gaps, um, save some arms um, with the with our horses that we have. You know, right. we have a have a certain amount of well, we have a you know, at least four or five guys that you know pitching the winning games, mm-hmm. and you know when the game gets you know get a little safety safety net. Um, like to give those guys a rest, and you know, and that's that's when I, I've been throwing, and uh, yep. just you know, trying to be one of the horses too. But you know, everyone has their roles, and you know, that was thankfully, you know, everything worked out until where we are working on on the same cylinder. Everyone's throwing well, and uh, I think the toughest part now would be, you know, who pitches in those losing games because you know, I think we, well. yeah, I think we all have the capability of you know going out there in the close games. In the best case scenario, Tony, it would be you to go out there and, and knock down some of those
0: lefties when there's pockets of two or three in a row yeah. in games like you were doing a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But you know, everybody goes through a little tough stretch from time to time where you pitch in less leverage, get in there, and uh, you feel like you're
3: ready to take on that responsibility again. Yeah, I mean, I've I've always felt that way. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, didn't get the results, didn't have uh, sure. didn't didn't have things go my way. But you know, when I'm when I'm out there working. Uh, Throwing bullpens and you know throwing every day, trying to find, um, fine tune everything that I have, is is not to to go out there and to blow our games. Right. You know it's uh, you know I see myself as, as a, a big inning guy and how, whatever inning I, I don't care. But uh, I've always seen myself that way, and that's that's why I work hard to uh, you know try to get back. And, you know, and reality is uh, here lately, like I wasn't in that position, and, and I get it. Uh, I definitely get it, but, uh, you know, that's why I work harder because I do see myself, you know, helping the team out. But whatever they need me to do now, uh, perfectly fine with with how things are now. I'm just happy that things are finally starting to go my way again. I want to ask you a question. You played a few years in Cleveland where there was
0: a lot of inclement weather.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Playing here as a pitcher, how good does it feel when you're at home that you know you're going to play a game that day? It's a big difference, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, you – even if the weather like like is um, raining outside right now, yeah. and you know you're going to get the same game that that you had um, today, tomorrow, uh, and if it's really nice, you get to see the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely refreshing. I think every ballpark should you know at least have a retractable roof. But you know it's you know obviously not my decision. But uh, but yeah, playing in Cleveland, it's you know. I, start out the season wearing uh three or four pair of socks and uh, you know, just trying to adjust to the climate. Uh, playing here is definitely it wouldn't be like you're on vacation, but, you know, it is definitely that luxury that we didn't have, uh, coming up in Cleveland. But yeah, being here being in the south where I grew up, you know, I'm from Mississippi, so, you know, just a lot of people don't like the humidity, but just even, you know, when, we, when we're outside, it feels a lot like home. So, uh, you know, it's like I'm pitching in my backyard. So it's happy, happy that I've been here um, for a long time and, you know, hopefully it stays that way because, like you said, you, you have the luxury of playing in the same, um, same climate every day. There you go. That's
0: Tony Sip. Tony, thanks a lot for joining us. You guys got a chance to win game number 30 already in the first 45 games tonight. Good luck.
3: Uh, Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks,
1: on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network.
2: Welcome back, Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hinch before the Astros open up a series with Detroit. Just got swept for the first time this year by Cleveland, losing yesterday. And, you know, yesterday's game got out of hand early, but you were able to make a game of it. And, I mean, we've seen this team find ways mm-hmm. to come back and fight and claw to, to get in the games and sometimes come back and win from large deficits. And I thought Marwin Gonzalez coming up, final out for the Astros, 13 pitches hitting a home run to keep the Astros in that game, kind of the epitome of what we've seen all year.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's not unusual for us to fight to the finish. You know, I think the, the way the game played out, I hope that, that the last inning kind of springboards us towards this series. You know, we really got it handed to us in the in the Indian series. They did a good job on in all facets um, and came away with the three wins. So it's going to happen over the course of a long season. You try not to overreact. But they were tough for us to match up with. They, we couldn't control damage early. Uh, and then their bullpen's virtually impossible to come back on uh, to, the, to the extent of winning games. So bad combination for us, bad weekend for us. But in, like in baseball, uh, always you got to get to the next series, get to the next day. In a start of Miami, we saw Joe Musgrove have some
2: traffic but work through it for the most part, did give up the one run, but that was it over six innings. Uh, in the game yesterday against Cleveland had quite a bit of traffic, but unfortunately this time around wasn't able to work through it and want him not getting out of the fourth.
4: Yeah, I think the the you know the, the third inning in which he walked two guys with nobody on, two outs, two walks, and then the Gomes home run, you know, really really put us in a tough bind and put himself in jeopardy of not lasting very long and, and Um, It comes down to execution, which we can say that about every pitcher, but with Joe in specific, he seems to hover in the middle of the plate, hittable pitches or um, way outside the strike zone that hitters are recognizing as as balls out of the hand. So uh, tough way to live for him. I know he had a tough game coming off of back-to-back, decent outings, but certainly his Uh, His day yesterday was one to forget.
2: Tony Sipp, we've seen him last couple of outings in Miami on the last road trip and also uh, yesterday pitch a lot better than what we've seen, even dating back to last year, maybe hopefully turning the corner a little bit.
4: Yeah, I've been happy with how he's thrown the ball and and, and being able to get multiple innings over the course of of a short period of time, maybe that, that helps him get his rhythm, get his timing, and come back to producing a little bit. It starts with his fastball. I think his slider has improved a little bit. He's gone away from his split finger, which has been a nemesis for him. Um, but but the, the, the comfort of coming into the game, getting some outs, uh, repeating that over, over the course of the last four or five innings for him, uh, hopefully that, that, that leads us to better outcomes. Asher Tolliver in his Astros debut
2: wound up giving you four innings after Joe Musgrove went short, really saved the bullpen, but now has to go down to get a fresh arm. And uh, Jordan Jankowski coming up, making his, uh, when he pitches, it'll be his big league debut, but the first time he's been in the big league. So obviously exciting for him.
4: Yeah, very exciting. You know, major league debuts are are, uh, are special for everybody. The organization that's, 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 <clears throat> that's developed him over time, he's endured uh, a lot of, uh, innings in the minor leagues he's done his job he's kept his head down he's been passed over a number of times as a relief pitcher uh, he's finally getting his crack and his first taste of, of major league action when he pitches so a uh, great story for him to, to to hang in there during a a, a long uh, minor league career where where he's sort of hovered at triple a and not gotten an opportunity he's been in big league camp with us we're very familiar with him he's got a really good breaking ball uh, and will have the most adrenaline of his life when he gets in there AJ Hinch thanks for joining us got it. This has been a production. And whoever
2: in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston
1: Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best